0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard A few more out and one more in Is how Stephen Gerrard sees Rangers January business going Neil Lennon hopes to fend off Leicester interest in Odson Edward And Dylan McGeoch signs for Aberdeen as St Mirren Make it three signings in two days I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yeah we're nearly ten days into the transfer window And it is starting to hot up Gordon said Scott Sinclair Looks like he's going to be away Interest in Odson Edward Across at Rangers Jordan Jones Attracting um, Interest in one or two Already uh, Out the door And it will be interesting To see if Rangers go and try and bring Somebody in And for Aberdeen As you've just said there Terrific signing Dylan McGee If he, he can recapture the form He had at Hibernian Then what a signing that's going to be For Derek McInnes yeah, I mean, this is the time that, uh, you know, fans always look uh, to see where their club and what direction their club's going in. It's a very difficult time, even for the big clubs. Um, you know, if you've got the resources and got the money, no one wants to let go of their top players. Um, and, you know, and fans are always interested to see every bit as much as who goes out as who comes in. Um, so, yeah, a lot of work ahead for whether it's directors of football, sporting directors, managers, and... Uh, no less uh, important for agents the Who are uh, very yeah. busy at this time of the year I'm sure they are The number you need tonight is 0141-951-1025 On Twitter we are at Clyde SSB And don't forget in the second hour In about 60 minutes time Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Have an incredible amount of responsibility On their shoulders They are responsible With your help of course for picking the strikers in our team of the decade mm. It's been fiercely debated We've already oh. got a goalkeeper We've got Tootie a back pick, four yeah. And pick. we've got a midfield four In about an hour's time With the help of our knowledgeable <laughs> listeners You two have to pick the strikers And then you run for cover And um, Did you say manager as well? No? Oh yeah, we'll pick a manager as well oh. There we go Good luck We'll get to that in the, yeah, the second hour of listen, the show uh, Listen, I think I've got another appointment to go on I'll just, uh, <laughs> see, you, see you next week But in the meantime, <laughs> let's look at some of today's news stories and, and what they might mean going forward 0141 951 1025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB If we talk about done deals so far Before we get to, to speculation It is worth mentioning some of the done deals I think it was just after we came off air last night Dylan McGeoch signed for Aberdeen uh, For a two and a half year deal from Sunderland You could say St Mirren Have been the busiest Of our top flight clubs uh, Akin Famewo On loan from Norwich Adding to Conor McCarthy And Jamie McGrath Yesterday So teams are trying To get their business done As early as possible Jim Yeah I mean As I said before It's a very difficult time For, for clubs You know I mean There's a lot of negotiation Goes well in advance Of a transfer window You have to say that For many clubs And then it's whether They can get them over the line um, You know St Mirren Have done well Obviously Jim Goodwin Using the some contacts as well over in Ireland, but uh, you know down at Norwich getting a player loan. So you know the, these things are important for St. Man. You know they they're obviously trying to just get themselves a little bit further away from the bottom of the league. And Jim believes that these players can help them achieve that. Then great. And I think again it's it's uh, good business at this moment in time. We obviously got to see whether the producer goes on the pitch, but certainly getting in terms of getting players in. Uh, more competition, a little bit more um, balance in the squad. That's that's vital. And, and Dylan McGee. Obviously, I'll see him next week because Madden Barton team say. plays at Aberdeen yeah. up in Petaudry in the Scottish Cup um, a week on Saturday. So, um, Wish you had signed in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, there, there was they were always going to be looking to bring in the main well, not be the last one to bring in. They've got, they've got some top players anyway. But, yeah, I mean, listen, for my players, it's great to play against players of his quality. Uh, he is a very creative player. He always has been. 
um, down at Sunderland Hibs Celtic obviously um, a really really good player and you know, I'm just hoping maybe that uh, uh, they'll try and uh, bed him in gently in a few weeks time <laughs> yeah I mean Mark we've heard since the beginning of time that it's a difficult window mm. and I get why but that doesn't mean you can't get some really good business done um, in the month of January yeah, I hear people saying it's a difficult window. I noticed Man United are obviously you know briefing the the media you know, linked with James Madison and saying, "Oh, but the, the, you know United realise it's a difficult window to get deals done." You know, see, for me, no, it's not. You need to just go and get the players and do your job. Otherwise, what's the point in being employed twelve months a year if your job is to go and recruit in January? You get two opportunities twice a year. This is the first opportunity, and I've said all along, um, particularly for wherever the league champions are going to be, we've got a title race on. If it's Celtic or Rangers, they should be recruiting just now. With a view to the summer and the Champions League qualifiers mm. Rather than risking signing somebody two days before it And if you look at the quality of what Rangers brought in last January Steve Davis and Jermaine Defoe Yes they didn't hit the ground running Because they weren't playing regular football But it shows what can be done uh, in January So for me all this it's a difficult month Absolute nonsense You've got a few quid You've got thing Go and get deals done No excuses 01419511025 Give us a call right now No hanging about We're going to start by hearing from Stephen Gerrard So Rangers fans are Going to ask you to do a bit of predicting here I think you'll be more than capable Stephen Gerrard says he expects Three or four more players to leave the club this month And they may look to bring in one So you tell us Where does that one play? What position do you think it is? Before anything starts Before we get any real speculation Or, or any deals Come in the pipeline You tell us If Stephen Gerrard's looking to bring in one What position do you think that player would be? 01419511025 You can answer that for us right now Please on the phones uh, He says they don't want to make signings for the sake of it Thinks there is still more to come From the players he has at the moment We've got things bubbling away In terms of maybe players going out on loan To play football And I think that echoes and backs up What Ross has said in terms of trimming the squad I think we have to be fair to players Who haven't played here as much but who are training well and being professional and doing everything they can but we're just overcrowded in terms of numbers so we'll be respectful and we'll try and get them the right move so they can go and play football so I think come the back end of January you'll probably see maybe three or four go the other way to, to, to play football and depending on what happens in terms of them three or four um, will depend on whether we maybe add one um, but there won't be much activity in terms of incomings um, that's all I can say but and I, I don't want to really give names in terms of ins and outs but there will be activity we don't want to be making signings for the sake of it you know we're, we're happy with the team and the squad we've got mm. at the moment uh, we still feel we can get more out of some players who maybe haven't contributed as much in the first half of the season uh, which we're working very hard on um, and you know we're, we're hoping to get stronger naturally uh, without adding big numbers to it it is the season for speculation so <laughs> if Steven Gerrard is to add that one Mm-hmm. Where do you think he would play? Going to get some answers on the phone lines. To me, he would only really be a left back and as a backup for Barisic. I think that's the only area. He's well covered centre back. He's, I mean, Tavernier's an absolute certainty. He's still got Flanagan there, who's, I know he can play both, but he's more a natural. Well covered in midfield, up front. I don't see any issues. So, on wide players, he's got enough wide players. So, for me, that would be the only one if, if, if Barisic gets a knock or injury or, or for some reason wants to rest him. He's does them a natural left back So I know Andy Howard has played there But he could be one of those ones Going out to get some game time um, Obviously there's a few You know that um, You know Jamie Murphy And one or two And Greg's just already away. gone yeah. You know like maybe Greg Dockery again and all like, there's, a, there's a number of players But uh, in terms of bringing someone in For me that would probably be the only area That I can see Rangers perhaps He likes two 
for every position every position and that's the one area I think he's maybe only got one natural right Mark if you had to pick and like I say Mm. this is speculation we're assuming that this is going to be one player in for Rangers what's the absolute priority well I I would that's not my Jim's thought wasn't my first thought um, in terms of if it's just somebody like I I can cover because you you, you would do well to get better than than Barish I don't think Rangers are going in they they wouldn't want to spend that kind of budget on it but for me if he's only talking about one for me it could be somebody that's a wee bit special Rather than just A squad player So for me It'd be Two positions I look at And I'll explain why One I don't think You would you could rule out If there's a quality Centre half Becomes available And I know they've got Two or three good ones But if a real one Became available I don't think you could rule it out And B Not just for looking for For this season And what's coming ahead You know You're still in the league You're still in Europe You're still in the Scottish Cup But again As my point makes Maybe looking Six months beyond And towards next season Just for example Let's just say you sell Morelos in the summer for 20 or 25 million or 30, whatever it's going to be, then I wouldn't rule out the possibility of a striker coming in with a longer term view of being at the club. 0141 You've heard what Jim and Mark think, but no offence to them. More importantly, what do you think? Who do you think would be the, what would be the one position? If Stephen Gerrard's going to look to bring in one, what position do you think that player will play? Let us know on the phones or on Twitter. At Clyde SSB I'll ask you that Stephen Stephen's a Rangers fan on the line He's first up tonight If they were to address one position this January Stephen What position would it be? I don't think he needs to be strengthened anywhere else But the one player I feel Who's very unhappy playing backup Is Fotheringham And I think he's going to leave And that'll be the one position that he's thinking about bringing in Because everywhere else are pretty strong that, that, Listen that's very possible Because there was a line in that that clip we heard from Stephen Gerrard saying something like, "Depending on what happens with the players going out, yeah. we would look to add one." Yeah. Is that a possibility? Yeah, I mean, I think Stephen's got a good point there. Of Wes Fodderham maybe thinks, "Listen, I want to go and play." He didn't really do anything wrong. He was actually one of the Rangers' better players. Mm-hmm. But Alan McGregor's been sensational, and he knows that uh, you know the you know he's not that's not going to happen. Obviously, signing a new contract as well. So, yeah, I mean, if Wes Fodderham th- thinks that he's got an opportunity to go and play regular first team football, of course, then Rangers would then maybe look to. To find another replacement, but as I said, before, you know, yeah. as I said, for me, it would only be support players. That I think means are going to come in. You know, Matt's maybe talking about ah, yeah. a striker further in the line, but I, I don't see that at this moment because I don't know if they've got the money to go and buy someone that you know of several millions. So for me, I, I, I don't think, think they have a, a support. Well, that's that's the money, but that's what I think. The, the point I made on Saturday in terms of Kamara, if they were mm-hmm. going to sell somebody, mm-hmm. then I think if there was, you know. A serious bid came in for Kamara, then that's something they could use. Kamara, yep. That's something they could use. That's the point I made. There's definitely an interest in Halad Kate St. Mirren, but I think that's more one that would happen at the end of the season. So I wouldn't expect Fodringham to be away. Well, I understand your point, Stephen, but I think I I can see him going in the summer, and there's certainly an interest in Halad Kate St. Mirren, who's a a very capable goalkeeper. Because, Stephen, I suppose players who might go out fall into a couple of categories. Uh, You have to whisper it because the word offending someone when Hugh Keevan said it, but Deadwood. Right, player, players who don't play very often or are within no, no real chance of, of getting a game The other one would be guys like Kamara Stephen, I noticed that Jordan Jones appears to be attracting interest from Blackburn amongst others Are there any players in there that you think it might be wise to try and cash in on if possible? Well, I would, I'd like to see Kamara staying he's, he's come on leaps and bounds since he joined for Dundee So I would love to see him staying But there's too much of a financial clout with the figures getting bandied about that it's too much profit to turn down on. Same with every player, but I reckon they're only one position that 
needs strengthened, and that's if and when Fotheringham goes. We need a new goalkeeper. But yep. the rest of the squad, in my eyes, are doing a brilliant job this season and under Gerard's guidance. There's really no grounds for complaint. Yeah, and it's, it's funny how things can change within a couple of weeks because maybe, and that's football, I'm, I'm not pointing the finger at anyone and saying it's wrong, but maybe a couple of weeks ago people felt like they, they had identified some areas, but all of a sudden you win some very important games, it makes you feel a bit better about yourself. Yeah, that's, that's the nature of football. So, we, you know, we've said this many times, you know, that it's, it's, it's relatively short term, uh, you know, in the eyes of the supporters, because if you have a few good results, everybody thinks, oh, wait a minute, we don't need to change it. Mm. A few bad results, everybody thinks, oh, wait a minute, we need a clean sweep. I suppose but, you're looking for your manager, your head of recruitment, your yeah. director of football to, to be above that sort of. Yeah, they, they have to, they have to look at the, you know, the bigger picture, but, um, you know, it was interesting when, when Stephen Gerrard was talking, you know, he was saying things like within the group, we maybe need to try and improve players who haven't maybe done as well as we would have hoped in the first mm-hmm. half. Maybe guys like Ojo, for instance, who they brought up and I think expected big things, mm-hmm. hasn't quite clicked for him. So mm-hmm. does that mean they're going to try and persevere with him and try and encourage him and try and make a bigger impact? Or, listen, we don't think it's right, move you out. So, but I, I think that that's the type of thing that interests me. As I said, there's guys like that. I mean, I'm not sure what was this achievement with Andy King. Is he still He's away? Gone. He's, He's away gone. Back, yeah. back to so Leicester, Andy King's yeah. went back. So, you know, and obviously Grezers went back. And, you know, we spoke, we spoke about some of the other guys. So, yeah, I mean, they have a, a, a good number of players there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which ones he hmm. decides he can improve in the second half of the season or make a, a more positive contribution. Stephen, thank you very much for kicking us off tonight. John is next up. He's in Dumbarton. Same question to you, John. If if Rangers bring in one, what position do you think he would play? Uh, I think there's uh, the position that they would be going for would be the right side of the front three. I think the rest of the team picks itself, and that's the one area that as fans you sit and you say, who's he going to play there today? How's he going to line it up? So to me, that's the one area where if you're looking for a starting player, that's where I'd be putting him in. Funny. Uh, John, when when, uh, when Gordon asked about that and opened up the debate there 10 minutes ago, I've had a couple of texts from uh, Rangers Pal supporters who, and that's in their text, wide right of the front area. So you, you're, there's obviously a feeling amongst the supporters that that's an area that, that, that could be be strengthened, particularly with the way Rangers now play uh, under Jared. So yeah, I, I can see that being one again if somebody, I mean, they've got an abundant, probably an abundance of wingers at the club, but have they got an out and out, a real mm-hmm. top player on the right hand side, like you've got Kent? And the left hand side who can drift like a in. stick on to, to so, start them. Yeah So maybe Maybe that is one area uh, John if somebody special Became available I can't believe Mark Weary Went to those lengths To try and pretend He's got pals But anyway that, That's a completely Different I, I discussion admit, it's, not, it's not an area I think I mean the Greg Stewart Joe Aribo Ojo And the way Rangers play As you mentioned Same with Kent On the other side They like their wingers To come in So he likes a left footed player Playing there And a right footed player Playing the left Because Baracic bombs on Tavernier bombs yeah. on and I think that's what some sort for me he's got three players there that he's brought in all, all last year. So I don't I don't see him bringing another one in, in that area. I think, and I know Barker's a, a more direct winger, Jones is a more direct winger, but there's mm. five guys there we've just mentioned that can all play without is it Jamie safe to say, is, it sa- is it safe to say that John, you, you're talking and you don't have to have this, mm. you know, you can have that variety, but you're talking about that that sort of stick on John, that that number one player in the position. Where at the moment, to be fair, Rangers are having success. By chopping and changing and horses for courses type thing, but are you looking for that that out and out guy that if you're playing the biggest game of the season tomorrow, you you sort of hang your hat on him playing? Exactly, you you nailed it right there. Um, I say if, if you're picking Rangers strongest, 
Oh, John's line's a bit dodgy I think we could see where he was going But yeah. and again maybe that falls into the category That we discussed a moment or two ago John won't be alone We used to get lots of uh, you know, tweets and, and calls about that But when you look at the, the, the big game That Rangers obviously won towards the end of the year Their form going into that with A combination of Aribo or Arfield oh, Generally Aribo, Morelos and Kent I mean that 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 was pretty much you yeah. would say that was yeah, a in the run up there because Arfield dropped in and whether Davis obviously Arfield dropped out again but it was it was Davis because and Davis Jack when playing. Jack when Davis is fit and then Kamara was mm-hmm. normally a three or Arfield yep. but for me Aribo had pretty much cemented that in the last last wee while um, because again the way Reigns were playing well and also it suited so strange you know again Baracic's been outstanding Tavernier's been outstanding so it just seems to fit. And also Rangers then narrow that midfield in when well, I was, was going to say well, with, your manag- with your managerial hat on Explain why that was so successful towards mm. the end Because it's clearly not that natural width Or natural balance yeah. that, that you associate You know whether it be Ryan Kent on that side Or, or yeah. what James Forrest has done in years gone yeah. by at Celtic What is it that's made that successful? Well, if, you, if you look at the vast majority of the top teams now They'll play what they call inverted wingers You know the opposite foot And, and they come in But as I said not just to leave the space for the fullback Because obviously when you switch the plate Because you got to think when that when say for talk say Joe Baribo comes in the pitch, then whoever's on that side of the pitch has to match them in really, and that leaves space for the fullback to go. Same in the other side, so you know teams that are doing that. That's the reason why somebody like Forrest scores so many goals, for instance, because he's not sitting out in the touchline anymore with, with chalk on his boots. You know he's coming into those little pockets. When Ryan Christie's played in, in the right facility again, coming in, so it's just the way the game has evolved. So many teams do it. Um, Riyad Mahrez for Manchester City, so on and so forth. Rashford for Manchester United. You listen, you can give a hundred examples. The, the the way they play, and also when they lose possession, it means that they're the, they they can press because you know they're, they're in the pitch and they, and any threat is outside them. So therefore they don't allow teams to play those little little giving goes, little triangle passes in the middle of the pitch. So there's two aspects of it. But certainly if it works, which it is doing for Rangers just now, I can't see Stephen Gerrard changing that system too much at the moment. Thank you very much to John and Dumbarton. We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Just a bit of an echo though, really, on the last call. Nacho Man says, I think Rangers need a new right winger. Aribo should be played through the middle. We need another Kent, but for the right side. A new Jones... Wants to disagree with you Jimmy says Left back Emergency cover is Halliday or Flanagan Right midfielder forward Maybe who do we have That hit the ground running That's Neil A Rangers fan From Coatbridge no, I'd say a sign as well I think Celtic should consider Making Neil Lennon As another addition To his backroom staff and That's what I think That Neil Lennon should Should consider Just to mix up a little bit He obviously inherited John Kennedy And Damien Duff Two very able operators But I think you know, The nitty gritty What's to come With the four months Will be neck and neck Maybe something Maybe is considered I don't know But it's something I would look at Just to bring somebody else in Bring his own guy in um, Not to undermine the coach That he's already got But just somebody that's there For, for Neil Lennon I think that's something That wouldn't do him any harm Well we're going to hear from Neil Lennon After the travel So we'll leave that one hanging For a few minutes I'll get you to elaborate When we've heard the travel Perfect time for you to get in touch 01419511025 Neil Lennon's coming up next And you could be as well Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here. Time to get your calls in 0141 on Twitter. We are at Clyde SSB. And in the second hour of tonight's show, that's when we're going to try and complete our team of the decade. The pundits from the last two nights have been getting slaughtered on social media for their choices. Uh, so you two better choose wisely. Uh, we do need your help though, so stay tuned for that after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, let's hear from Neil Lennon 
Uh, he says he doesn't want to sell Odson Edward. Leicester have been linked with the striker in this morning's newspapers. He says they are closing in on, on bringing in a new striker and believe Scott Sinclair will leave a fine legacy at the club. Certainly, you know, not in the short term. We want Odson here. Like I said, we've got a huge second half of the season and he's made a huge contribution, you know, with his play, with his goals, with his influence on the team. And, um, you know, we're certainly not in a position to want to lose that right now. Mm. You've said that you'd like to get a striker in. How close are you to doing that? We've got a couple of options bubbling under, so, you know, hoping not be anything done today, I don't think, but we're hoping in the next few days that we may have one or two bodies and can't talk about individual players. You know, there'll be a lot of speculation surrounding the club at the minute, but um, like I say, you know, hopefully we'll have one or two bodies in. What's happening with Scott Sinclair? He's left now and speaking to Preston. What kind of legacy does he leave here? No, he leaves a huge legacy. Mm. You know, he's had a tremendous Celtic career. It's just his, his playing time was limited this season and um, he's a fantastic professional, you know, and he's been fantastic to have around the place, but... You know, ultimately players want to play and we couldn't guarantee him that so you know, Scott's looking at the option of going to Preston mm. Are there other positions other than the striker that you feel you need to strengthen? Yeah we may be looking at you know, in the wide area as well yeah. but um, you know, there won't be too many I don't think Wide area um, yeah, we've been looking for competition but I, mean, I think if Eli Nussi is fit and Forest, then I think Celtic have got, have got good options. But again, it would maybe depend if, if it's one or two out the door. You know, uh, you know, do you need another wing if you don't get one or two out the door? No. But then I think it's the same point in terms of Jim has mentioned that the players that Rangers have got for the wide area. But if somebody better becomes available, then you go and take them. Bottom line is, there's a title at stake now. Could be managers' jobs in the line if they don't win the title at the end of the season. So if they've got the chance to bring in somebody that they feels better, you've got to go and do it all day long. That'd be more about. The right hand side Jim I mean I, I get the logic If Scott Sinclair leaves But he's been nowhere near the team really anyway So it's, it's not like his is a gap that would need filled with. If you are to believe what Neil Lennon says there Perhaps we'll look in the wide area Would that be a, a real competitor for James Forrest? Yeah I mean again it's, it's the only way you can look at it I mean obviously Mikey Johnson normally plays in the left Obviously he's had Lewis Morgan in the squad Although he did play as a centre forward a lot But he has been He's got Johnny Hayes um, You know you've got Elanusi uh, you've got Christie who can play there um, You've got Forrest um, Again there's a number of players there But yeah I mean if you if you were looking You would probably say You know somebody can play either side As, as we've mentioned again it's You know Forrest doesn't just hold the touchline anymore He can play in the right, play in the left He's, he's, he's a, a real goal threat um, and, and Sinclair was the same You know I mean a lot of people say No he doesn't, he doesn't put a cross in us. I was like, The amount of goals he scored was unbelievable so again it's a type of a, a, a winger um, and, and yeah I think that could be the possibility and, and as Matt said a striker I think that's I mean we, we know we've speaking, seen in the in the media over the last couple of days a couple of strikers been mentioned of interest whether there's a lot in that we're not sure but I get again with the title you know a challenge that's there you would expect Celtic not to take any risks and for me that would mean trying to mm. get Another striker And to compliment Edward Because I, I don't see Like Morelis I don't see any way no. They can afford to lose him In the January window Okay 01419511025 That's the number Alec dialed tonight He's a Celtic fan What do you make of the transfer Business or, or the speculation At this stage Alec? Hi lads How we doing? Good thank you Alec uh, Definitely We need a striker And as I was saying to the The, the boy When the, when the phone the, Whether the striker That comes in And who He's going to, well, it might be it would replace Edward in the summer because obviously we know Edward's not going to be going anywhere until the summer. So if we spend a few million well, to replace Edward, we're going to need to spend a few quid. But, you know, 
this guy's obviously going to be there. Now, whether it's his backup or whether they, 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 they find a shape to play alongside, but we're going to need to bring some quality in because what Selleck can afford today is to, to allow another two more performances that we had against Rangers uh, just before the end of the year. We get away with it in the League Cup final. We didn't get away with it at Parkhead. And we're talking about James Forrest. Now, James Forrest has been brilliant for Celtic. But against Rangers in the two games, and especially again at the one at Parkhead, it was a non honest. You know, you wouldn't even have thought it was on the pitch. So if we can get somebody again, but it's on loan for about a quarter, because as we're saying, there was a title at stake. Yeah, on the striker thing, that's a, an interesting point because the assumption is that it's back up to Odson Edward because mm-hmm. the chances that you go out and pluck a guy better than him right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I don't know what the chances are, but they're pretty slim, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, what about that idea that Alec talks about though, with this succession planning? So although yeah. although it's on the face of it at the moment, it's a backup. It's actually a guy who gets a few months to find his feet and maybe even replaces Edward. In this. I, mean, I mean, Edward kind of did it with Dembele, didn't he? He, he did. did no, the, no, he did. The, the he absolutely period. did. And that's what they've got to do. That's why I've said, you know, this. You know, it's a difficult month. No, it's not about this month as well. If you win the league. It's about preparing for next season and giving a guy the best opportunity to get you the, the twenty five million to, for getting into the Champions League, providing you win the league, of course. But yeah, I've said that all along. January for me is every bit as important, if not more important now than the summer transfer window. I mean, Jim, to be fair, the story in I think it was the Daily Record this morning is suggesting a thirty million pound raid from mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers and, and yeah. Leicester. I don't think there's any suggestion that's now. I think no. it is more with a. A view to the summer But either way His situation Over the coming months And years Is going to be crucial To Celtic Yeah but even Whether it's Ben Rose Or anyone else As Matt's saying it's a, They're doing a similar Sort of thing As Celtic may have to do They may say Look We can't wait to the summer So what we'll do Is we'll agree a fee We'll agree everything in principle And then we'll take the player Now as I said I'm not saying it's Leicester Because that's speculation But whatever club it is are likely to do that now because they have to because the competition now for strikers I mean we've seen on, on TV today uh, teams like Villa for instance who lost their, 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 their striker Wesley there. Wesley with a crucial ligament injury Palace Everton you know they're all screaming for strikers so if they all wait they're probably only a very very small window of, of players there or a small group of players that they can get in the window so yeah Celtic have got to go down the line as Mark has suggested there of Looking to compliment Edward just now, but looking beyond that, because if they wait to the summer, I mean, really, as much as Celtic do have a certain amount of money, they can't compete with the, the English Premiership. That, 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 that's yeah. a simple fact. I mean, uh, Sprorar is the, the one that's been mentioned for perhaps the longest period of time from Bratislava. Patrick Klamala from Poland is another one in the papers today. Tino Kadaweri. These are three names that, yeah, yeah I mean, if you would probably think that. The, the one guy is going to come from, from those three But you never know Maybe there's yeah, a left field one out there There's that There's There's been like the, the, Those three are permanent deals That I mentioned Gordon There'll be merit in, in all three of, of them I'm sure And then there's a, If you want to go down The road of what Celtic have done in the past And a Robbie Keane Or Rangers With Jermaine Defoe last year You're looking at a Glenn Murray Possibly from Brighton uh, You're looking at a Billy Sharp at, at Sheffield United Gale at Newcastle United So there's a few But as Jim said there Um Particularly for Celtic means when okay by Scottish standards I've got a few quid to spend particularly Celtic but in the grand scheme of things trying to find a number nine that's why Rangers are so lucky to have the two that they have and Morelos and Defoe between them cost what a million and a half quid Celtic have been really lucky in the past few years great scouting for Edward and for Dembele and getting Griffiths at 
a million quid or something like that, Neil Lennon, the first time round. But number nines now don't grow in trees. They're, they're more and more of a dying breed, I think, yeah. coming through no, the game. They, they are, though, without a doubt, because most teams now only play with one striker. So they, they either play a 4 2 3 1 or a 4 3 3, but there's one striker. So it's very difficult because young players can get disillusioned because, you know, they can't get that opportunity because mm-hmm. the first team might have, say, three. So they're miles behind, you know, whereas before a lot of teams played two. So it's very difficult, but also the fact is that, you know, young players, they, they, you know, they, they get impatient. You know, they, they, they don't want to hang around. But for me, I think this break, for instance, um, winter break, could be invaluable for Celtic in, in the sense of getting Lee Griffiths close to playing again. Psychologically, physically, but getting him ready mentally to be ready to compete. Because if he can get... Anywhere near his best I Tell you what There's not that many Better out there That sell you can mm. go You mentioned these guys Billy Sharp and I agree with you I agree with you Matt. They, I mean Somebody like Billy Sharp Could be uh, A really good sign In short term But Is he going to be better Than a really fit Lee Griffiths Who knows the club Who's been there Who's done yeah. it Who can win things So I think this window uh, Sorry this um, This break Could be crucial For Lee Griffiths As a Celtic player I I hear what you're saying and I agree with you but I just have my doubts now Jim because it's, it's not it's been, been five year, or six yeah, weeks yeah, it's or four or five it's been 14 months yeah, it's been a year, yeah, I and I, I just think considering what's at stake mm. now I don't think you can hang your hat on, on, on Lee Griffiths at all Alec thank you very much let's get a view from John just along the road there in Clyde Bank hi John how you doing guys happy new year to you same to you John, John. John. Uh, I've, not heard, I've not been on for a wee while um, just before I make my point I think it was Jim Duffy That made the point About maybe bringing Someone into uh, Neil Lennon Knows To work with Neil Lennon To it give him more support Mark Weedy said it yeah. I, just, I, I, just, I just switched it on As I heard I didn't really who it was I did say that a few months ago If you remember That maybe Neil Lennon Needs a, needs a hand And that takes me on To Celtic's most important Signing for me In this window Is getting my manager Tied up and shown the manager's job a bit of respect at Celtic Park instead of a rolling contract. I mean, Celtic have operated with rolling contracts at various points over the last. What was Neil? Is, is it a one-year yeah, yeah. rolling contract? But, but that wasn't that wasn't uncommon for, for Celtic over the last sort of ten to fifteen years. Has well, it see, see the most bottom line. Be delighted with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rangers have gone down a different with Stephen Gerrard. Is, is it twenty-three or twenty-four? He signed yeah. until. Um, but the bottom line is, if you lose five or six games, mm-hmm. you're out the door. Whether you get a year rolling deal or not. But if somebody wants to come in and take you away As in what Celtic did with Brendan Rodgers And the backroom staff Then, then that's different But for me I don't think there's a lot of difference Whether you're on a two or three year deal Or a one year rolling contract I don't think it's too big a deal John fair play to you Producer Andy's been quick off the mark You called in in August And suggested Neil Lennon should add to his backroom staff There we go So you're a man of your word John <laughs> Also as well I, I honestly think from Losing Brendan Rodgers and getting Neil Lennon, it's devalued the job then because we're getting Neil Lennon, uh, Brendan Rodgers, the respect and the contract. We, I think we had, that has to start there. Once the respect for the manager, he's got his contract, people are going to come and sign for him. Oh, he, he's going to be here for two or three years. I might fancy staying there with him. That's what, that's what I see. No six, six months this rolling contract. I really do think it devalues the Celtic manager's position. No, Just a bit And I know you could look at it Jim And say well Rangers did it But at the moment You could offer Neil Lennon This lucrative long term deal And then he doesn't win the title You know So what, yeah, listen, it's a difficult balance Football is a very difficult thing Particularly for managers But most managers Obviously Neil and his, and his uh, You know the, uh, his, his 
lawyers and stuff like that, put the contract together. So they will have agreed and been happy to agree whatever terms. Now, whether they've got an exit clause, which a lot of managers have, you know, they know exactly what's going to happen if it, if it doesn't work out, or whether if another club came in, you know, is, is, is there a, a figure, a compensation figure? So a lot of these things are already in place with top managers. And so I think Neil Lennon, the most important thing is Johnson, Neil Lennon's happy. That's the most important thing. If he felt that he would only be happy if he wanted a three-year contract, he would have negotiated that. And I'm yeah. pretty sure Celtic would have went, yeah, okay. So I don't really think that would be the issue. We've just seen a situation there, which was uh, announced yesterday, with Chelsea, where Antonio Conte has cost the club with his debacle of £27 million. And, mm. and they were saying that since Abramovich went in, over £90 million pounds has been spent on... Payoffs. Payoffs. Yeah. So, listen, clubs have got to look at themselves, you know, the protection mm. as well. But I think Neil Lennon's happy. He seems to be happy with the deal, happy with the contract. And really, that, I think that's all I'm... I don't do think it devalues the, the, the job at all. How does your Dumbarton release clause stack up yeah, to that? Is it close? Exactly. I know you won't <laughs> want to be exact, but is it the ballpark? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, if you... If you it's if the same you as last... Clyde one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I always think if you last a month in football, you're doing well. There we go. Um, you and John, I don't know how this makes you feel, Mark. You and John are right in the same wavelength. You think Neil Lennon needs to... Or not needs to But might want to to look at Bringing in someone in the back room Why do you say that? Is this on the back of No I've said that I've said that in the summer and, and result think, against Rangers No no I, I said that in the summer as well, well We need Gary Parker with him For a long time Yeah you, you, Johan Mayalba Best my knowledge Johan still out, um, still out of work um, What I said He inherited his coaching staff Now there's nothing wrong Because John Kennedy and Damien Duff Are good operators And I'm not saying this to uh, to undermine them or, or devalue them Still be involved But just With what's coming up In the next four, four or five months He might just Maybe Just a fresh voice To talk to Somebody An extra shoulder To lean on Somebody sitting With a cup of tea with, That he likes It might not necessarily Be a right good coach But just somebody That's there from Over the next four or five months People say, And I don't mean Oh a job for the boys I don't, I don't mean that I'm talking about somebody That Neil Lennon Values in whatever capacity Because the bottom is His job's on the line and yeah. if he wants to go and bring somebody in, I think he should go and do it. He might not want to, but I'm just saying that if it's me, you're looking at it, you think maybe just a fresh idea and they might not do it. Stephen Gerrard's got three beside him and they're all hand-picked picked his own. So I'm just saying it might be. Neil Lennon probably thinks he doesn't need it, but I'm just saying it might be something he could, could look at. Okay, we'll leave that there. Thank you very much to John in Clyde Bank. It's 0141-951-1025. If you call now, we could be speaking to you after the travel with Stephen. Uh, we're also going to hear from Stephen Gerrard, who says clubs can't get the violin out when decisions don't go their way. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan. We are on Twitter as well as the phones. Jordi Gaz has got some thoughts on what Celtic need. He says, I'd love to see Benkovic come back. I think is it Derby He's meant to be Closing mm-hmm. in on a move to Derby mm-hmm. uh, We need to get a deal done For Forster just now He's been immense We badly need mm-hmm. a striker I think Griffiths is done In my opinion We also need A centre back Says Jordi Gaz On the phones at 01419511025 Alec is a Motherwell fan What's on your mind This transfer window Alec? Uh, thanks Gordon For letting me on And good evening Mark and Jim Hi uh, it's with regards to Mo, if they're going to be signing him in this transfer window, I think, in my opinion, there was talk in the paper that the big fella Chris Long maybe going to be moving on to someday. Again, you don't know if it's true or no, but to me then that would Mo would seriously need a centre forward. Devante Cole, he's the way back to Wigan, uh, and I think if 
Mr. Robinson's got any serious issues about trying to get something in the league. I think we need to sign a centre forward. Yeah, well, that one's no secret. I think he already acknowledges that there, there, there will be one brought in to replace Devante Cole. With that in mind, then, Jim, you'd probably be surprised if Chris Long was allowed to go. I mean, I think it was an initial one year deal, so there is a, it's a delicate time for him, but. Difficult to replace two strikers in January Yeah but the player has the option in January Of signing a pre-contract And sometimes when players If, if players go to the club and say Listen I'm going to be moving this summer anyway Sometimes you think well if Just do it now d- Depends on his You know if, he, if, he, if he's got the right mentality And all these sort of things And that's all obviously down to the relationship With the manager and the player And, and, and again I'm not aware if that has happened But it can And, and he has the option of doing that The other one that would be a concern I think a concern for my mother was James Scott Because as a young player um, there's definite interest in him Absolutely I've actually spoken to A couple of people Have asked me about him um, What do you think of him From down south So People are noting him And, and have noted that The fact that he's A, a young progressive striker um, So Again it's, it's it's difficult As we mentioned You know We mentioned these other clubs uh, That we spoke about tonight With huge Financial resources In comparison to Motherwell But The one thing you have to say About Stephen Robinson And you know, Alex saying there off Mr. Robinson, I think, listen, you have to say he's done an unbelievable job. Uh, you know, the style of football, the you know, the, the scoring goals, where he's at at the moment in time. Uh, you know, I think he's done an incredible job, Stevie. And and I think his recruitment from players down south, from the lower leagues, has been exceptional. Mm. So if I was a Motherwell fan, I would have full faith in Stevie Robinson to understand what he needs and not just understand it, to, to, to make sure... That uh, the replacements of a, of a similar standard, if not better than he's currently got. Alec, um, Trevor Carson signed the new contract. Are you the cynical type that thinks maybe that means Mark Gillespie would would move on, and then Trevor Carson regains his number one spot? Well, if you're asking me personally, who would have uh, I would have Gillespie, and that's I'm not being detrimental to to Carson, but uh, just another quick point. Gordon, do you think if if Mark Gillespie is going to go, do you think he would be do you think they would be looking at him? Because I heard the first caller tonight saying about Fotheringham going to be moving on. Maybe does the panel think that Gillespie could maybe cut it at Rangers? Uh, well, I, I think Alec that um, Haladke. If, if you're looking at goalkeepers that are right under the, the nose of Rangers, then I think Haladke leads away. And if, if if you're asking me who would I choose, Haladke or Gillespie, I would choose Haladke. I think Gillespie's been a really good goalkeeper for Motherwell, but I think Haladke's. Got the edge And, and in terms of uh, Chris Long I think he's been Absolutely brilliant uh, For Motherwell He really has Leads the line well Great movement um, I know a number of st- Strikers not involved In the game that, that think very highly Of him as well And honestly It's unfortunate that He didn't get him signed On a two year deal I don't know the circumstances Behind that But if you're going to Think that you you know Sell him this window Then I'd like to think That Motherwell Would get a right good fee From him Because he deserves it And if they don't as long as the boys get the right attitude Then stick with them Because you, you won't be able to replace Chris Long I think he's been absolutely terrific Alec thank you very much for your call Let's hear some interesting comments from Stephen Gerrard He says clubs can't get the violin out When decisions don't go their way He says every manager is asking for consistency But they just need to get on with it I think first and foremost I'm not shocked by the fallout from an old firm um, I'm relatively new to the old firm fixture but I think every old firm fixture I've been involved in whether it's gone our way or gone against us there's always seems to be uh, a fallout a lot of opinion a lot of pressure on the referees a lot of pressure on the FA, uh, the SFA to do this and do that I can't do anything about that 
that's life and being part of the old firm. I think the Ryan Christie situation is for Neil Lennon mm. to talk about and for Celtic to deal with. In terms of the consistency across the board with referees and getting cited and blah, 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 I think all the managers are going to ask for consistency, especially when they're on the wrong side of it. Mm. Um, you know, Prior to that, we've had decisions that have gone our way. A cup final went against us because of a decision. We never got a penalty up at Aberdeen. Look, you can cry wolf, you can get the violin out if you want, but the reality is... Um, you'd have to get on with it um, but whatever comes our way positive and negative we'll, we'll try and deal with it and we'll move on we don't get on with it no. <laughs> nobody gets on with it that, that, is that not the truth of them because this is 10 days yeah, on yes, of course. and we'll kind of try and move on that's why we're talking about other things but if Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard big names like they are they're going to be asked about it they talk about it we let you know what they had to say so this notion that we move on good luck no it doesn't it doesn't happen it's only going to get worse you know, the next old firm game's on Sunday, March the 15th And all I would say is in terms of the clubs And I know that if, if they feel there's an injustice If they want to say something Okay, you know, put out a statement and, and the fans buy into it and different things But I think over the next four or five months There has to be a greater degree from both clubs That looked at the bigger picture And not try to stoke things up Trying to remain calm Because it's going to be mad and they don't need the, the, the clubs to add fuel to the fire themselves in terms of own supporters buying into the paranoia and all the different things. And actually, do think about referees and think of them first and foremost. Yeah, they're referees and see if they make a mistake. It will be an honest mistake. But remember, referees are human beings as well. And if somebody happens to make a mistake in March the 15th, they won the post split, then fine. But God tell the referees, if a referee makes a mistake that, that, that ends up winning the title one way or another... Then, then God help them But the, the clubs have to have A greater degree of responsibility In the bigger picture Gordon Yeah I mean listen There's 42 teams in Scotland No two You know well, The other 40 teams Will always feel The injustices The same as anyone else But it gets a, an absolute Fraction of the publicity And no one really Seems to care that much either If somebody gets a bad decision Somewhere down the line You know And it's just it's just Literally just brushed aside And and the other thing is, is Matt says When you hear If a goalkeeper for instance Comes for a cross and drops the ball and the boy taps it in or if a penalty gets missed or at an crucial moment everyone says oh we stick by that guy you know he's done really well for us you know it was, a, it was an error he was brave enough to take the penalty all these sort of things come out as soon as a referee makes a mistake wow you know you would think every every other person so whether it's a manager picking a team many times you've seen managers saying oh, I picked the wrong team or you know I mean I changed at half time referees as, as Mark said They've made an honest mistake. They've made a, 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 a judgment call at the time in a split second they thought was correct. So for me, I think there has to be a leeway. Listen, I've been involved in Scottish football a long, long time. I've seen a lot of mistakes against teams that I've managed. And on a, a, a rare occasion, most managers think, well, we got a wee break today. Yeah. Didn't think that was just, a just because we're short on, Just, just because rare. we're short on time. Where is the balance then? Because everybody does want consistency. I mean, who wouldn't, right? Everybody wants consistency. There and, is consistency. And, and, yeah, would you say so? And clubs, yeah, clubs are little. obviously want to stick out, stick up for their fans to an extent. But where is the balance between not letting it go too far? So what as you've got to remember: Rangers fans think that referees have got it in for the club, and Celtic fans think that referees have got it in for the club. Jim's been away from from Celtic for more than forty yeah. years, and he's been all around the country, not down in the UK. I've been watching games away from Celtic and Rangers for for many many years. 
Bottom line is Referees make mistakes At every game Every week It's not exclusive To Rangers and Celtic And they must accept that Yeah I mean If you, if you go on 100 decisions And the referee gets 98% That's that's consistent Consistently correct Too wrong Maybe mm. But it's what those two Mean to clubs And what they mean in, in the context of the game And these are the ones That are generally highlighted Not the ones they get right Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time It's your chance to come on here Get the better of Jim Duffy Or Mark Guidi And win yourself a signed ball An extra incentive tonight In Mark Guidi You have one of only two pundits With a 100% win record this season Did you know that? I heard it And I didn't yeah, know it I heard a, it on Saturday a, a I'll have to say Jim said, it Jim, Jim said many more uh, Beat the yeah, pundits I was just talking the percentage No but listen I'm happy with that 100% <laughs> I'm the man So there we go uh, Self praise is no praise 01419511025 You need to call before 7 o'clock To take part and beat the pundit And don't forget We need your suggestions For team of the decade The strikers are up tonight That's coming up after the news Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompsons.com Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We kicked off hearing from Stephen Gerrard He says Rangers will probably move Three or four out And maybe bring in one more This window Neil Lennon Has been talking about His striking options As well After Beat the Pundit We really need your help It is crunch time On our Scottish football Team of the decade That's the title There are no real rules no real restrictions It's really up to you Did the player play up here in this decade? That's all you need Of course you can put a stronger case For guys who were here for all 10 years But maybe someone had a spectacular two years And won a lot It really is up to you The team is almost complete We need two strikers And we need a manager And the guys need your help So get your calls in Who should be the strikers In our Scottish football team of the decade? Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football But before that, the important business of Beat the Pundit Jim and Mark are both ready One of them will be up against Corey from Giffnock tonight How are you, Corey? Hi, good mate, how are you? Not too bad at all The great thing about this, Corey I know for a fact Mark Guidi plays his five asides in your neck of the woods So if he, <laughs> if he, lose, if he loses to you tonight I'll just get him to drop the ball off Is that alright? Uh, it's fine, I'll be looking for him anyway, don't worry about that <laughs> Good man, I'll toss the coin <laughs> If it's heads, it is Mark Guidi And if it's tails, it will be Jim Duffy But it is tails, I'm afraid So we'll need to get uh, a courier involved Jim Duffy is up against Corey tonight So I'm going to give Jim a bit of a Clyde 2 to listen to You got us, that's Jim away to Clyde 2 That way he cannot hear your answers, Corey It's just you and I You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Jim If you need to pass, if you don't know it Just pass it and move on to the next one, okay? Okay, cheers. Man, your time starts now. Aberdeen have signed Dylan McGeoch from which English club? Sunderland. Which Scottish team did Gary McAllister play for? Pass. Who is St Mirren's captain? Play Paul McGinn. How many Scottish Cups have Celtic won? 36. Who is the current Dundee United manager? Uh, Robbie Nielsen. Which Polish club did Rangers face in the Europa League playoff this season? Legia Warsaw Grant Hanley, Tom Kearney and Jordan Rhodes have all played for which English club? Blackburn At which Scottish club did Colin Hendry begin his playing career? Motherwell Okay, let's see if we can bring Jim back Jim, can you hear us? Yep Good stuff, same set of questions to you, you ready? Yep Let's do it Aberdeen have signed Dylan McGeoch from which English club? Sunderland Which Scottish team did Gary McAllister play for? Motherwell Who is St Mirren's captain? Uh, Steve McGinn How many Scottish Cups have Celtic won? Scottish Cups mm-hmm. 
50 Who is the current Dundee United manager? Robbie Nielsen Which Polish club did Rangers face in the Europa League playoff this season? Lazy Warsaw Grant Hanley, Tom Kearney and Jordan Rhodes have all played for which English club? Norwich At which Scottish club did Colin Hendry begin his playing career? Dundee And in which year of the 90s quickly did Neil McCann get his first Scotland cap? Uh, 96 How do you think that went Corey? I think he might have just nicked it I thought you did well If you did then it's going to be a pretty close one Let's find out Aberdeen have signed Dylan McGee from Sunderland One all The Scottish team Gary Mack played for was Motherwell So Jim goes into a 2-1 lead uh, I felt for you on the next one Corey I must say You were half right yeah. you, went, you went for one of them against You just got the wrong one it's Steven. Yeah I got the wrong one Yeah so it's 3-1 to Jim I wasn't sure if he was still captain Because he, he's been he is, a little bit so uh, He's still club sure. captain How many Scottish Cups have Celtic won? The answer is 39 So Corey ah. was just a couple off Jim was miles off But unfortunately yeah. doesn't get points deducted for that Corey The next one Robbie Nielsen You both knew that So 4-2 to Jim at the moment You both knew Ligia Warsaw Grant Hanley, Tom Kearney and Jordan Rhodes have all played for Blackburn So Corey got it, he moves to within one At which Scottish club did Colin Hendry begin his playing career? It is Dundee So I, that's him I, I, I played with Colin Henry So ah, I was a wee bit, of a, ah, a wee bit uh, unlucky there Corey He's out of sight now Corey It didn't matter It was 98 that Neil McCann got his first cap So I think he's done you by two in the end Corey But listen that was a good effort A decent effort indeed But no sign ball for you on this occasion Good man that's alright Cheers, Cheers. Thanks Cheers. Unlucky, There we well go done, That was Corey and Good. That was a good tussle I like that Yeah. Some good questions in there right. You played with Colin Henry At Dundee did you? Yeah me and Colin Henry Were centre backs In that infamous day That Hearts lost the oh, league Of course Of course Great, so great, great, great research With the quizmaster. Yeah Well it could have been you though Who got them that It could have been you Who got the question so, uh, Still, still. Colin played at the back that day At what point did he Change from being a striker again Because he, he was a striker Wasn't he Yeah No he was Well in that time He was still kind of Half and half was If you he? want to call yeah. that He was still playing Sometimes centre forward Sometimes centre half But he then Once he played alongside me Of course he then Would get better so how it was And done. then he went to Being a centre half And then went on to Be multi millions yeah. And <laughs> being brave heart for, for the rest of his career Right 0141 Every call you make To this show is important But this could be The most important yet Because we need your help On the team of the decade The pundits Who've been in charge this week Alex and Hugh on Monday Roger and Gordon on Tuesday I just checked Twitter during the break They're getting absolutely slaughtered yeah, For their selection Anything That's in particular? Everything just and across the, the, the scatter gun is out yeah. I mean this, <laughs> some, some of the criticism is, is valid Some makes no sense whatsoever But that, that's absolutely fine Tonight we're looking for You mean for, there's valid criticism? Yes, <laughs> always oh, new decade, uh, when, you know, new optimism. when you lot are concerned So we're looking for our Scottish football team of the decade that's the title It's that vague I didn't say Scottish Premiership I didn't say It's, it's just mm-hmm. Scottish Football Team of the Decade There are no rules There are no restrictions Of course they need to have played here During the decade But if you want to pick a guy Who played just one spectacular season Or you want to pick an, an average player Who did it over 10 seasons You can decide You need to put your argument forward The team looks like this at the moment mm-hmm. Alan McGregor is in goal mm-hmm. A back four of Mikael Lustig Virgil van Dijk Davy Weir and Andy Robertson mm-hmm. James Forrest Scott Brown Steve Davis John McGinn mm-hmm. In midfield So that's what you've got to work with You happy with that so far? I think that's a, a more than The decent team I, I can't see too much wrong with that To be honest yep, That's definitely along the right lines I, Gordon I'm just going to put 
One right out there is my selection. I don't know if it's how it works if Jim and I get one it's, pick it's, each. It's but too early to pick for sure. We're just throwing it? names out at the moment. Yeah, well, we need to work towards Ste- it. Steady. Because the steady. callers might need to win. The callers could win you over with a. No, they a, won't. Because there's, there's, there's one guy. <laughs> there's one guy who's who's got to win it, and then I think there's five or six that we could have a right good debate over. Don't show your hand too early. Give us your give us your all your names. Throw the names out there in no particular order. Kenny Miller, Odson Edward, Chris Boyd. Lee Griffiths Alfredo Morelos Moussa Dembele and, and I know that's just all um, Former Celtic and Rangers players But you know For, for various reasons I would have them Have them certainly Well I've got, I've got two three that Didn't play for any of these teams Adam Rooney Bully Mackay Michael Higdon So okay. Michael Higdon uh, Won player of the year As you well probably know mm-hmm. um, um, Scoring all the goals for Motherwell Bully Mackay Had a couple of magnificent seasons For Inverness Again, when they won, I think the cup and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and Adam Rooney for two or three seasons uh, was an exceptional goal scorer. Um, and I think Liam Boyce would be another notable mention for Ross County because to to be top goal scorer and finish um, likes of Billy McKay, um, Liam Boyce for these type of teams um, is very very difficult. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly a lot easier playing for the old firm if you're a, if you're scoring back and goals. Did you mention Chris Boyd in there as well? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. Alright, because I just thought Chris Boyd would be another didn't one Yeah, I think he did an exceptional season for Commander mm. two years ago um, mm. and, and just his goals, the same with Kenny Kenny Miller for longevity, 40 last month um, yeah. And I think as well, and I, I, I don't disagree with any of the other guys that Jim's mentioned there But as you know, just to have the mentality to cope with being the guy that, that the three points is resting on And these guys have produced, you know, week in, week out, year in, year out you know? This can be decided by you Because it's happened in the last few nights Sometimes the caller comes on Puts a really good argument forward And all of a sudden That guy gets the final nod in the team So call us right now 0141 951 1025 What striker do you want to see In our Scottish football team of the decade And why? Call right now We don't have too much longer on this Jim Cunningham Says Lee Griffiths is a must He's scored goals in every season of the decade So you've got the you've got the longevity box ticked as well uh, Mikey says Got to be Alfredo Morelos There's not been a better goal scorer of the decade Plus look at how many goals He's already scored this season So that's just some of a, a flavour Of what's coming through on Twitter But I'd like your thoughts on the phones please So give us a call on the usual number If we go through that that list Roughly I've, I've, I've Crunched some numbers for you Just to try and help you Because it's not all about goals I think we would accept yeah, that yeah. But it's a good starting point When it comes for strikers So Here's your CV for these guys During the decade And this is total All competitions Lee Griffiths 146 goals In 298 games So if you're good at arithmetic He's knocking on the door Of one and two mm-hmm. Other things you might want to consider 12 trophies It's not bad uh, He has a PFA Player of the Year award he has two Scottish Football Writers Player of the Year awards. Yep, indeed he does. And if you are an old romantic like Jim Duffy, you'll remember the tear he brought to your eye at Hamden with those free, kicks. free kicks. Arguably yeah. Scotland's... I know we've not got much to compare it to, but Scotland's moment of the decade? Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, where else did we go? Chris Boyd did a lot of his goal scoring before the decade, but during the decade still banged in a, a right few 86 in 238. So that's a bit closer to one in three. As Mark mentions, he was the top scorer in the 17-18 season. Um, I think he's made the shortlist for the Player of the Year a few times. Yeah. That never quite got over the line. The next three are interesting because Morelos, Edward, Dembele, all clearly brilliant strikers, all clearly brilliant goal scorers. We've just not seen them as long. So it'll be interesting to see what you base this on. Morelos at the moment has the best goals to games ratio. He's got 76 
in 126 So I mean he's Every game and a half really um, a, a really great strike rate from him Top scorer last season The most European goals For a player from a Scottish club As you well know um, Moussa Dembele's strike rate is very similar Actually he was about He's 51 and 14 uh, 51 and 94 So a very similar strike rate to Morelos Morelos just pips him But sometimes you might want to look at The trophy cabinet as well And Dembele obviously won the six trophies Eduard's got five trophies so far And uh, he's pretty much a one and two man as well On, on the goal scoring front So there's a lot for you to get through yeah, Dembele got a hat trick against Rangers Between now and eight o'clock what, what else do you What are you inclined Sorry, to Sorry what was Edward's stat there? Edward's Every 2.2 games can we, can, we, can we ask um, producer Andy if he can try and find out about uh, Adam Rooney's record for Aberdeen or Liam Boyce's, as I mentioned? Another one was Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller, yeah. Uh, and yeah. and, the, and you, you answered about other, other types of attributes. It's about being a team player. You mean mm-hmm. Kenny in the earlier part, particularly with, with Chris Boyd, does mm-hmm. such a, an unbelievable amount of work. And Chris was a prolific penalty box goal scorer. But uh, Kenny done an awful lot of the, you know, the foraging and, and also playing for Scotland as a lone striker in a very difficult era for Scotland. You know, he, he carried the, the, you know, he had to lead that front line so often on his own mm. and never shut responsibility. Always gave a hundred percent. So again, the, the, it's, it's, it's again if, if he'd have played in you know a different different time and also playing that amount of games. So you mentioned that a lot of these guys had played less than a hundred games. Um, or sorry, like like I'm daily ninety four games. I'll fair enough, just over one hundred twenty six. What, what's Edward many games? One hundred twelve. One hundred twelve. So just run about that. So again, it's, it's it's maybe over a over a more concerted period of time. Right, a couple mm. of other names from Celtic and Rangers. Aiden's gone. Gary Hooper. Hooper. Yeah, yeah. Remember the impact he had. I'm sure you do, yeah. Mark. Pal, uh, it's just saying, I'm, all these pals that I've got. Um, oh, somebody's mentioned Georgie Samaras as well to me. Okay, yeah, not a name we had had so far. And Soberdad says Yelovich got to be in there for a natural scorer. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't rule him out completely, but of course he left at the beginning of the decade. So yeah, it's worth He's still there, but you can take still that there. into account. Uh, Hugh Toner's on. He's trying to mm-hmm. twist your arm. He wants to go for a non uh, old firm player. He's gone Michael Higdon. He says 26 goals, top scorer, and players' player of the year. Mm-hmm. We do live in a unique. Footballing landscape Where yeah. this team Was always going to be Dominated by yeah. By Celtic mostly mm-hmm. And by Rangers And Andy Robertson's in there John McGinn is in there How much of an achievement Is it for a striker Like that And I, I accept That it was one season mm-hmm. um, But for, a, for a, a, a club like that To be the top scorer mm-hmm. in, in the country Or in the top yeah, flight I mean, It's, it's, it's uh, phenomenal for, for it to happen You know I mean I don't know how Many times It certainly can't happen That many times In the last 50 years or so where, you know, a non old firm strikers won the, the player of the year. I, I remember going back in the in the day, something like Frank Paul Sturrock and Frank McDougall yeah. scored 30 odd goals. Sandy Clark, Paul Sturrock, yeah. But but certainly in recent, uh, in the recent era, maybe not 50, maybe the last 20, 20, 20 years, 25 yeah. years, yeah. Uh, it's, it's almost unheard of. So, like, as I said to you, there's a few the guys I mentioned Adam Rooney, Billy Mackay, Michael Higdon, Liam Boyce, um, all these guys I think deserve an awful lot of credit because, you know, the, the chances they get. Is, is maybe a couple of game, yeah. whereas the chances that maybe these other guys get maybe three or four a game. So, yeah, uh, for for me, it's um, they deserve an awful lot of credit. But I, I'd be amazed if um, one of them could manage to sneak ahead of these other guys. It's been mentioned, um, Adam Rooney. I think this might just be league games, but nevertheless, a hundred. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, anyway, the, the, the piece of paper that producer Andy yeah. just gave me 197 oh, yeah. games, yeah. 87 goals. 87. Okay. Good return. It's excellent, yeah. actually, isn't it? Excellent. Yeah. Very good. Very good yeah. indeed. Almost. Um, Danny Gallagher's gone Anthony Stokes, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously not seen the best of him in the, in the last few years, but mm-hmm. towards the middle of the decade had a good. Yeah, but also with Hibs as well, you know, and winning the Scottish Cup as well. So the, those type of things, you know, when you play for, yeah. I think you know, you don't just play for the old firm. You know, you've 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 done your bit elsewhere as well, mm-hmm. like Chris Boy for Kilmarnock, for instance. You know, he's scoring goals for Rangers and Kilmarnock. Uh, Paul Nelson says, "Evening, I'm going for Stephen Doby. The striker mm-hmm. is he's the most natural, best natural goal scorer I've ever seen. How he never got a Scotland cap is beyond me," says Paul. Mm-hmm. That's a good shoot ah, it's, a, it's a good shoot A very good shoot yeah. actually Long Shackland as well Why not You Let's two have got a log. fair job in your hands uh, I'll tell you what Will we try and get one locked in? Oh, no, we'll need to get two locked in soon I'll, I'll get Matt Let Matt go Right If you have to choose one at the moment Who are you going? For me there's, there's a standout And the standout Is Lee Griffiths For oh. longevity For goals And For the two free kicks For, for Scotland as well and I actually watched that game I remember watching that Scotland-England game and I was with Davy Proven and Chris Boyd we were, we were doing a Q&A thing during that Scotland-England game and we were sat down watching the game and you know, brilliant to sit next to the two of them and get their insight but even they were both up on their feet applauding I think Davy actually ended up on top of the chair applauding uh, that afternoon so for me Every every strike that's been mentioned, down to even the lower divisions of, of Doby and, and Shankland stuff, but one guy I would say for sure, Lee Griffiths. Would you argue with that, Jim? No, I think uh, you know, you look at his goal return, as you as you mentioned, 146 in 290 games, uh, 298. So I mean pretty much bang on one and two, and also the trophies he's won. Um, you know, that again, you know, uh, he just uh no 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 he is a really good goal scorer, but he's sharp, lively. Again, I don't, is is that only for Celtic? Or is that with Hibs as well and Dundee and Livingston and things like that? You know, that's with Hibs. That's with Hibs and yeah. just Hibs and Celtic. Right. Okay, for, for, for over the decade, yeah. I should have so specified yeah, that. Yeah, Hibs it, and Celtic. It was pre, obviously that that, that days. But I just think, yeah, for that ten years, is is I think one of the um, the guys did uh, come in and said like yeah. you know every every year almost you know and that, mm-hmm. yeah, and it'll be interesting. That's the reason why I'm saying that this for him this this little break might be the he might then go and be. Another add his tally in this day de- in this decade in this year, and I, and I think that would be fantastic if he could uh, if he could um, add add to that goal tally. Yeah, I mean, Mark, players come and go, so it's not always easy to do this because you sometimes have to pick a guy that's been here for two years, and it was a brilliant two years or, or three. But uh-huh. Griffiths has played across pretty much the full decade, uh-huh. and when I mentioned the trophy cabinet as well, I think it's twelve trophies. PFA Player of the Year Football Writers Player of the Year twice yeah, the, yeah. The, the England free kick things is, is a great moment You're not going to give them it Because of that But it, it just adds but, to it I don't think you'll hear Too many arguments well, I wouldn't like to think so No I think if you wait all down You, you wait all up rather Twitter than, might tell uh, me otherwise Yeah listen You'll get many people That will disagree But it's funny you say I, I remember Probably on Radio Clyde um, Actually this time A decade ago Picking a team From the first decade Of, of, of the Naughties 2000 to 2010 yeah. 2009 And uh, I remember picking Somebody that was here For four Maybe five months And that guy Was Frank Dubois That came and joined Rangers During Ant McLeish's time He only came Obviously his brother was here It was ahead of the 2004 Euros Just to get fit For Holland and play And Rangers didn't win The, the league that season uh, However the year before. Yeah but He came in He came in from the January to the May And Frank Dubois 
by a distance is the best central defender I, I, I've seen playing in, in, in Scottish football It was absolutely outstanding That was the impression he made in me in just four months There we go So it really is up to you No rules, no restrictions But there's only one place left up for grabs Lee Griffiths takes the first striker slot So now it's really important that you get in touch Because if you want to hear your guy giving the nod You're going to have to put his case forward 0141-951-1025 We'll get a teaser next as well Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Weary and Jim Duffy are here You need to get in touch quickly and tell them Who should be in the final striking position For Team of the Decade Because there's only one slot left up for grabs They gave the first one to Lee Griffiths They put up a very good case He's played across the full decade 146 goals in that time 12 trophies PFA Player of the Year The England free kicks All the rest of it So they put up a good case Lee Griffiths goes in One position remaining When do we open up The, the managerial one as well? Yeah we'll need to do that Before the end of the show as well yeah. So better get yeah. thinking uh, You're still not off the hook On the teaser though We always have to do the teaser okay. Okay. This is a variation On a question we had earlier this week And I don't know if you heard it But basically We are looking for <laughs> And if I can find the right bit of paper Why have I lost it? There we go We're looking for Earlier in the week we did Celtic and Rangers top scorer from each decade since the 70s Okay mm. So obviously in the last one it was like Griffiths and Morelos The decade before I think it was um, oh, I can't even remember but, you Larson. Know, Larson and McCoys mm. for instance it was, it was answers like that But I feel like you guys have got more in your locker than Hugh Keevans <laughs> and Alex Ray oh, <laughs> Listen there's no doubt about that So Martin has sent a variation on the question in okay. And he's looking for Celtic and Rangers Second top scorer From each decade Since and including the 70s So 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s and 2010s So you can do the arithmetic How many players are you looking for? 10 Second top So, what, so you can work players. your way back if you want So yeah. in, the, in the 2010s I think Lee Griffiths and Alfredo Morelos Were the top scorers for Celtic and Rangers Who would be second though? Who would be just behind that? But I'm, I'm going to throw one in for the 70s Okay First as a second top Because I don't know who the top scorer was to be honest Who was the top scorer? I honestly can't remember Carl But I will Epstein. check No it wasn't It was DJ for Rangers oh, DJ was the top for Rangers But for Celtic I'm going to say Kenny Dalglish No No I think he was maybe top Was he the top was he? Yeah Yeah he was now that I think Derek back. Berlin For Rangers yes yeah. mm-hmm. Good Well done Duff um, Celtic 70s Dixie Deans No Harry Hood No um, Bobby Lennox Yes Bobby Lennox Brilliant 80s Oh no he's, No It wouldn't be 80s is a good one I was thinking old pal Charlie Nick. Nicholas yeah. Charlie mm, no. Frank McGarvey Frank McGarvey yes Brilliant 108 across the decade For Rangers And the uh, 80s of Big Derek Only 68 goals Not, Listen that's still That's still a good only, return But just I mean in comparison can it, can To some of the No No um, In the 80s So you're, you're, you're taking in John John Craig. McDonald Yes John McDonald We solo Great right? start right Listen that, that's, that's 4 of 10 So we don't need to go any further On that one at the moment You've still got another 6 names The 2 from the 90s 2 from the 2000s 2 from the 2010s uh, Jeffrey's a Rangers fan on the line 
Who would you like to see get the other slot in the team of the decade, Geoffrey? I'm going to give you two names, but okay. there's a na- there's a na- another name I haven't heard over the last couple of nights. Mm-hmm. I'll give you two from the old firm, Rodic and Defoe, which I thought. Right, well, we're on the strike. We're on strikers, so Rogic was. Pro- you could put a case to say he was unfortunate to miss out on the midfield, but I don't think yeah. we would bump him forward, would we? No, he's not a natural forward. No. So I think you know Defoe is. Yeah, he's, of course. I'm interested a- in Defoe, Jeffrey, because you're a Rangers fan, and and you're giving us Defoe above Morelos. Well, I, well, I, I was thinking of both of them. I was trying not to give two from the same team. Oh, that's all right. right. You can give as many uh, as you want. Yeah, um, Another name I would like to put forward that I thought might be a name to think about is um, Cosgrove. Sam Cosgrove. Sam Cosgrove from Aberdeen to Justin. Um, Over the last two or three seasons, he's been a great asset for Aberdeen. Mm. Again, he he falls into the same time frame as Morelos, Edward Dembele, you know, just a couple of years Mm. towards the end of the decade. Can't argue with his contribution for Aberdeen. Yeah. Whether it's enough? Yeah, I mean, we mentioned the other on there are players that you know, like like you mentioned, Adam Rooney and and, and Sam Crosgrove has got a fantastic record again. It just depends on how long you think a player. As as Mark said earlier on, he was talking about Frank De Boer. Sometimes you can have a huge impact in a short period of time, and certainly Sam Crosgrove has had a huge impact. But would you would you pick him in your team ahead of these other guys that are mentioned? And that's obviously the question that we're throwing out there. You can't argue, Mark, if there was some sort of prize for, for most improved, maybe uh, he would be right up there. So you, you look at the perception yeah. of him after a handful of games, or even after it was a decent run before he found his shooting boots, and since then, his goal return has been fantastic. Yeah, it's been, I mean, you think of his, his initial impact in the game in Scotland was the, 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 the tackle, or the altercation, whatever it was, with, with, with Scott Brown, and then he's now going to make his, his name as a striker, and that's what people talk about him for. A young raw lad from, from Carlisle spotted... Uh, by Derek McInnes' scout down there and um, and that's where Aberdeen deserve a lot of credit as well for, for turning three or four players into four, five, six million pound uh, players and, and and I think as well when you look at Danny Ward who I think played for Aberdeen in goals was it the 13, 14, 15 season and unfortunately they lost him I think back to Liverpool for the first I think if Danny Ward had had, had stayed at Aberdeen and bear in mind Aberdeen were the title contenders to, to Celtic because Rangers weren't in the league I think Aberdeen may well have won may well have really taken Celtic really really close and they lost him and they never really recovered for that in the second half of the season uh, you, you look at Shea Logan who I think I hope he was mentioned for the right back slot for the team in the decade who's been a great signing for them um, as well so I, I think Aberdeen's recruitment's been really good and uh, the big set uh, uh, half Scott McKenna um, as well So yeah it's been good His goal to games ratio Jim is right up there With so Dembele And yeah. tucked in Ever so slight And we're talking yeah. Nothing between them Tucked in just behind Morelos He's got 41 goals mm. In 76 Aberdeen appearances Fantastic And yeah I, I think it was his first Was it 15-20 games I think he didn't <laughs> score So I mean really His, his goal record if, I know you can't You know dismiss Those games he did play in them But once he started Finding mm-hmm. the net He's, he's, he's an incredible uh, scoring run really Jeffrey. if we are to consider Alfredo Morelos What would your main argument be then if, Even if you're comparing him to the other Rangers strikers across the decade Is he is he definitely the standout? Is he definitely above Boyd and, and Miller? Or, or do they still have that over him? Uh, I, I would put Sort of put 
Chris Boyd and Kenny Miller just above him, but it's very difficult because he's only a young, he's still a young, uh, a young boy. He's still got a lot to to do, and if he stays at Rangers, well, who knows? He could be in the same line as Chris Boyd and Kenny Miller. Um, yeah. I think they've both had excellent careers. Of course, the the thing that goes really on, on Chris Boyd's CV he's the SPL all-time top scorer that's before this decade so yeah. you know if you're looking yeah. purely at this decade we gave you some of the stats earlier on and that's why I love well because I can just stand back and you're going to have to pick one but <laughs> the, the bit between Morelos Eduard and Dembele is great because if you want to just go goals to games if you want to go you know who's the most prolific mm-hmm. Then it's Morelos only just mm-hmm. ahead of Dembele And Eduard isn't doing too bad either But you can just pick generally Who do you think is the best player Ed, mm-hmm. Morelos obviously hasn't had the, the luxury of being in a, a winning team So he doesn't have those trophies His goals haven't managed to fire Rangers towards a trophy mm-hmm. yet And it's just Maybe it's a bit unfortunate that we don't have more guys mm-hmm. who played At that standard Across more of the, the uh, it's And it's a great debate so If you ask me so Because it's like you were talking about Chris Boyd A brilliant mm. goal scorer But used to get slaughtered For like his overall player yeah. And then we're talking about Kenny Miller Not as prolific a goal scorer mm. But a much better team player In terms of what he contributed mm. to, to a team And if we're talking about The, the current players Edward and Morelos was a lot of debate I think if you're just talking Purely on goals I think it's Morelos mm. All day long Just purely On just being there to finish mm-hmm. But if you're talking about A better all round player Movement Linking up with your, with, with your teammates And the ability to score And, and, and I think he scored more you know, he, he scored some really good goals Under pressure as well And their old firm games I would take Edward So it depends what, what, a, what a manager's looking for Whether it's going to, to sign uh, one of them Or if you're picking a team for a particular game They're both very good But as much as their goal scores I think they offer different things Jim I don't yeah, know if you agree Yeah you know? of course they do And obviously Dembele is now attracting interest in their offers of £40 million but I think he scored tonight actually Yeah but, but his, that, that, the reason he's, he's at £40 million now Is obviously you know he's, he's, he's now in France And, and we may say their own Strikers are at a premium And that's the reason why Morelos and Edward will be You know probably break the record of, of, of Kieran Tierney You know what I mean I would I'd be surprised if, if, if both of them don't do it I'm not saying they have to move, but I think there'll be offers mm-hmm. of in excess of 25 million for both of those players because top strikers are few and far between. But the sounds of it, I think a non-old firm player might struggle to get to get the final nod. But Alan sent a nice picture of Louis Moult wheeling away in oh, celebration. Right. Louis Moult, good shout as well. Yeah. Again, it would be one that maybe if we had just seen him yeah. a little bit longer, an extra season or something. He was good, good lad as well. Like Louis Moult, good Listen, for, for me, take away the the you know, I've, I've mentioned several players, but the one who I think, and just in terms of not not because he played in the, the highest level because he didn't, but just in terms of me seeing him personally several times, Stephen Dobie is exceptional, an unbelievable mm-hmm. player at lower level, ability, creativity, imagination, scoring goals, ranges of goals from 40 yards out to, to dribbles, um, a fantastic player, so he would be the one that I would add into those other players, I mean a lot of people listening tonight probably have never seen him playing, but I've seen him playing umpteen times over the last few years, and he is an exceptional player You're doing well if you get a statue I mean none of these guys have got yeah. a statue The ones yeah. that we mentioned So you know you're doing something right Billy Allen wants to throw in Stephen Naismith Which is another name we've yeah. not mentioned aye, yeah, aye. Uh, aye. K- That's a fair shout KN says Should really be Dembele and Griffiths Dembele because he was the best striker in the decade Griffiths because he was the most prolific 
Jim McLaughlin is disappointed that there's been no suggestion for Jags legend Chris Doolan. Over 100 uh, goals with yep. one team Doolan. deserves some recognition. Yep. Good shout as well. Yep, absolutely. That is a good shout. Yeah, it's a great, a great, a great record to score 100 goals with us. We're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Right, unfortunately for you two, the time is now. There is no, there is no going back. You're going to have to pick one. The team looks like this at the moment. Your strike force has already got Lee Griffiths in it. And there's only one spot remaining I wish we could put 15 players in it Because there are some great suggestions But you need to pick one more yeah, we Have really, you got a short we, list? We really should have gone with the Sort of our hands in But we should have gone for the 4-3-3 three, three, yeah. <laughs> <three strikes. laughs> Too late Oh listen It doesn't matter who we pick Because we're going to get slaughtered for it anyway Correct. So yep. it's not... This is Duff's choice by the way <laughs> no, You have to agree no, it's, You have it, to agree it's, it's absolutely fine I've, I've not got a problem picking it um, For me I'm going to pick Do you, you want me to say now Do you want, to, you want this kind of nah, X factor delay Go for it yeah, This is all on you then Now Mark has to agree yeah, Fine listen I'm going to go for Morelos Okay Why? Because he's a player I think that most defenders Hate playing against I think he rails him up He winds him up Take the discipline out of the game Just just pure Striker Modern day Penalty box striker And again We'll get all the people Say oh he didn't score against Celtic And missed penalties and that, that. We'll get all this stuff You're asking me Again As a former footballer I wouldn't have liked to play against him I think he would have Given you such a tough game We've already discussed Edouard's qualities Dembele's qualities As I mentioned the other one Kenny Miller's qualities You know There's loads of different qualities Edward's probably technically a better footballer, but if you're just looking at pure striking prowess, I'm going for Morelos. Like, like any player that comes with a good case, I'm, I like that from the he's Listen, talking about from a defender's no, perspective. Wouldn't like to face him. Do you have any problems with that? No, I don't. I don't know because the problem is, is the good thing about this is it's opinion based. It's not factual. It's all down to opinion. So you're happy to put him in? Not a problem with it at all. And that is that Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Have made the final choices Your team of the decade Looks like this Salah McGregor in goal A back four Of Mikael Lustig Virgil van Dijk David Weir And Andrew Robertson James Forrest Scott Brown Steve Davis And John McGinn In midfield With Lee Griffiths And Alfredo Morelos Up front We're going to have to pick A manager of the decade as well We'll pick him next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy are camping in They're not going anywhere The stick you lot are getting on Twitter For that team of the decade You made the final choices tonight Lee Griffiths up front With Alfredo Morelos Not everyone Curious Creatures tweeted He says Bruni's going to struggle to get them all in the huddle But it's a quality team <laughs> Says Curious Creatures um, Other than that though You're getting some Yeah you're getting absolute dogs abuse Yeah pretty much Jacob nowhere near that team Morelos um, What else have we got here? So, who, sorry what's the general consensus In terms of who would they rather have In terms of Griffiths or Morelos? Uh, or is it just Morelos that's getting stuck for yeah, that selection? Lots of Celtic fans are unhappy about the inclu- uh, the sure. the exclusion, I should say, of Moussa Dembele Let's see what Gary and Shettleston has for us on the line Hi Gary Hi boys Hi Gary Hi Gary Hi Jim, Jim, you have I talked to Yes Gary, no problem You need a wee swaggy today son <laughs> Not for the last unfortunately 60 for it, years nah, I was going to say that Unfortunately <laughs> just never But anyway do, do you think it Do you think it You don't agree with my choice uh, you're, trying to uh, tell me? you're totally 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 wrong Totally wrong Jim yeah. Come on Morelos Is a good striker He's not a great striker And barely is mm. Look at Look at Morelos Discipline mm. Early years And you're putting that boy 
in Scotland's sports sound first team. That 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 is a wee bit. <sighs> I'm basically one super scoreboard if you don't mind, yeah. but um, I won't split hairs over that one. Jim, I'm sure you liked Musa Dembele as well. I'm sure you don't think there's a lot between them. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think Musa Dembele is a fantastic player. I think, as I, as I mentioned, Odin Edwards, you know, a fantastic player. There's a lot of good players. As I mentioned, Stephen Dobie's an outstanding player, and so on and so forth. Um, but you can only pick one, and that's the that's the nature of this uh, little um, you know contest, a little test you gave us, but. You know, listen. Everyone's got opinion. Gary's got his opinion, but I, I you know, there was a lot of Celtic uh, fans were very, very unhappy when uh, Musa Dembele left in the last day of the transfer window, forcing a move away. And I think a lot of them would <laughs> almost wanted to tip X his name out the record books, similar to Brendan Rodgers. But the bottom line is, it's it's just a, an opinion. So as I say, that I went purely on a goal scorer. He's just a he's just a goal scorer, and that's the way I looked at it, and that's the reason why I picked. Morelos, he's played a little bit more games. He's been here a little bit longer. I think um, Dembele was ninety. Was it ninety four games? I think he said. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he played ninety four games. Fifty one yeah. game, which is fantastic. And Morelos, one hundred and twenty six games and seventy six goals. So listen, very very little between them. But you know, I had a, had a job to do. So only pick one. You got to just pick one. Some of the replies on Twitter mm. are eye-opening, and I, I mm. and I say that as somebody who reads that Twitter feed all the time. Eye-watering. Well, both. <laughs> I say that as someone who reads that Twitter feed all the time. So I, I know that we, mm. I know that we don't do little fun football exercises in this part of the world. I know that they're taken seriously, but this has surprised me. Is, that, is this what, is this is this witness protection scheme material? Uh, this is, uh, um, yeah. You don't need to get personal yeah. in the insults. I mean, come on, just. Uh, Where are you and, and, and Saturday Duffy at home to Yeah, yeah listen if you want to come to the with double the crowd All right <laughs> Oh dear yeah, Listen you know that, This is the thing about what we've said before I mean it's just a little bit of fun But unfortunately people <laughs> just go beyond it a little bit And just think it's a wee bit too much Too serious But It's fun listen. for me that's for Yeah sure. you can read it mate Thank, uh, Thankfully I don't Gary and Shettleson Thank you for your uh, thoughts Cut our names for the teaser Oh right yeah we're still on the teaser yeah. well, we have The 90s the Right 90s. let me just reset the question we had a question earlier this week Which was Can you name Celtic and Rangers Top scorer From each decade From the 70s Now we've made it even harder We're looking for your Second top scorer From the decade So for instance In the 70s Bobby Lennox And Derek Parlain uh, 80s McGarvey And McDonald In the 90s It's Pierre Van Hooydonk And Mark Cately Yes Did you know that 56 goals In a decade Was enough to get yeah. Pierre Van Hooydonk That second spot So there you go uh, Mark yeah. Cately got 115 um, we're we looking at in the nineties. Uh, John Hartson no, the 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 noughties. Oh, uh, Martin O'Neill's team. Uh, remember that team, John Hartson So you've gone for assuming Larson was number yes, one. Yeah, Larson number one. Yes, Hartson one hundred and ten. It's one hundred and ten for Rangers. Boydie was a top. So I, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Kenny Miller runner up. I'll give you it because I'm feeling generous. He is the twenty tens. He's oh, not, right. he's not oh, the noughties right. So we're looking for yeah, That'll get us right You've got two to get We're going to have to leave right. it there Because you need to come up With a manager of the oh. decade And you've only got a couple of minutes to do so well, between two, is it not, well for me it's between two Brendan Rogers and, and Neil Lennon Wow Both very good in different ways Brendan Rogers Seven that might be The most important start Seven trophies out of seven Where I would If I'm just boost, Basing it purely In domestic football Then Brendan Rodgers Wins all day long uh, In the unbeaten season 
But if you throw the European football into the mix And Neil Lennon's got the edge over him in European football But Neil Lennon's delivered, what, four titles? So I think it's eight, Celtic eight trophies for Neil Lennon I can already hear people saying Ah, yeah, but some of the groundwork was laid for Two of them mm-hmm. last season, so mm-hmm. it's eight. It is eight officially, wow. but but you know, no. But I'm talking Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. Obviously, had the seven entire campaigns. Yes, just if you care. Um, a one PFA Manager of the Year for Brendan Rodgers. Mm. Um, none for Neil Lennon, but he's got two Football Writers Manager of the Year awards across the decade. <laughs> what do you think, Jim? I go for Neil Lennon because he also won promotion with Hibs in uh, ah, the last year okay. as well, which I think Hibs won the division for three seasons. I think. And and. And Took them uh, into third place in his first season place, Promotion yeah. straight into third spot So I think also In, in European football that as well, Barcelona he can be a manager Not just with all the resources And also to handle the pressure Of coming back again After Brendan Rodgers left And as Mark says Seven successive That wasn't an mm. easy gig to fill People think yeah yeah Of course it'd be easy But I wasn't Because he, he had to He had to continue I had to win Won the Scottish Cup He got him a new contract And also in Europe I think um, yeah, take the odd the odd little half away. I think they've done well. So what about the if the, the sort of impact mark? You know that Brendan Rodgers, we yeah. we might never see the likes of that again. Where a guy comes Aye. up, wins every single competition he takes part in, yep. totally changes the landscape, improves a player. You look at what the the Scott Brown they inherited to the Scott Brown that he left. You know, you look at Callum McGregor come up and them the signing of, of of like a a Scott. Uh, and, and also he's, so, a, he's a top top manager top, yeah. When the Arsenal job came up People were saying You should get the Arsenal job yeah. And Man News You were talking about all about Gunnar Solskjaer mm-hmm. His name is always in the frame No disrespect Neil Lennon's won't be yeah. mm-hmm. But I'm just talking about In Scottland In yeah. Scotland Kieran For what he's achieved For what one. he's achieved For me I mean, In it's Scotland a, it's a, it's a you, you He inherited a Celtic park mm-hmm. That was getting 25 to 28,000 And In the space of that He turned it around into to sixty thousand, unless I'm mistaken, his first old firm game in charge. Celtic won five nil or five one or whatever it was. Um, so look, again, it's it's down to opinion. It's like Dembele or Morelos or Edward and Dembele. Who, who do you choose? But I, I forgot about the the Hibs thing. I think and and the European stuff that Neil Lennon brought to Celtic for me at the moment. Would give Neil Lennon the edge But I might change my mind next <laughs> I'll let you pick this one I'm getting enough stick out there There's uh, also uh, uh, I mean, well, Who else? I know they're clearly the runaways But who else should be in there? Derek McInnes for, for The longevity for Longevity And look at what he He inherited an Aberdeen club That were consistently bottom four And has turned them into Consistently top three um, Over the past six or seven years Brought a trophy back um, to to Aberdeen as well, and like I said as well, some of his recruitment, some of his signings, and, and turning them into million pound, multi million pound players. So Derek McInnes for obvious reasons, got to be in there. John Hughes, I think as well for what he's achieved at different clubs and winning the cup with, with Inverness. Um, Tommy Wright, St Johnson, Tommy Wright, St Johnson for six years. Well. St Johnson, the most successful yeah. manager in St Johnson's history. Steve Clark for, yeah. for his twenty months at Kilmarnock. Dick Look Campbell. <laughs> Dick Campbell, Dick Campbell growth, couple I think, of promotions, three promotions, I think, promotions, which is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, listen, there's there's a lot of good managers and uh, there's a lot a lot of good um, you know uh, people out there in terms of the with a contribution to mm-hmm. Scottish football. Is, again, not having always um, you know been the front line, if you want to call it that, or the or the big jobs, and they've done exceptional jobs. But um, I think Dick uh, Campbell's definitely got to be one of them, and 
But I think I still think it'd be between Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon. And then again, it's just Walter I'll, Smith. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Mark give the side and vote. Walter Smith, Mark, that is the is the, the time just frame. The time, yeah, yeah slightly going against Walter's him. three in a row when he took over for Rangers second time was was nine, ten, and eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, yeah, for Cup final in two thousand eight, the yeah. previous decade. So yeah, the the, the actual timing would would just yeah. go against Walter. Okay, you pick one then. Neil Lennon, Brendan Rodgers, is that your final two? Neil Lennon or Brendan Rodgers? Yeah, taking everything into account, and again, I'll play the the longevity card over the course of a decade. I think probably eight years spent managing here between Celtic and Hibs, European results. Yeah, I'll I'll go. Yeah, I'll go for Neil Lennon. There we go. Neil Lennon is the manager of the team of the decade. McGregor and Goal, a back four of Lustig, Van Dyke, Weir, and Robertson in midfield. Four of Forrest, Brown, Davis, and McGinn, Morelos, and Griffiths up front, managed by Neil Lennon. What a discussion that was. I don't think we've uh, <laughs> heard the end of it somehow. But what about the answers on tonight's teaser? You've still got a couple to get. Uh, so, the, so Kenny Miller's for the, the tens. Uh, so, is it is it Gary Hooper? For the the tens for Celtic. Oh uh, no, actually it's not. So who's your other shout, Jimmy? Uh, uh-huh. James Forrest. Who James your Forrest. Shout? Nope. Scott Sinclair. Nope. Think uh, more middle of the decade. Oh, Anthony Stokes. Nope. Right era though. Uh, not an out and out striker. That's why uh, you're not. Chris Commons. Yes, Chris, Chris Commons. Good shout. So the man. only one left is Rangers second top scorer from the two thousands. You get seventy one uh, goals of that decade. Michael Moles. Nope. No, no. Tori no, Andy Float? No, I was before. No, that. they're there. Stephen Eastman? No, I think Eastman. end of the decade, though. Sort of mid-year. Um, so that'd have been like Ali McCoy's time. So it's not. No, no Mark Negri was. It's sort of yeah. middle to end. I just mean after some of the ones you mentioned. He also has played for other clubs in Scotland. Jim Duffy. Oh, uh, Nacho Novo. Nacho Novo. Nacho Novo. Was Nacho Novo? Yeah, it was. There you go. Well, that was good fun. Brilliant. Thank you very much to Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi. We are back tomorrow night at six o'clock in the company of Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson. As we often do during the winter break, we like to take a look at some other things. So we're going to spend the second hour talking junior football tomorrow night. So if you've got any thoughts or opinions, we'd love to have them. And Callum Gallagher is up next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.